Good Friday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller. Welcome to the I Love Seville show. Thank you kindly for joining us live in the I Love Seville Network studio on the Macklin Building, our building on Market Street in downtown Charlottesville. Today's show is busy. It's very busy. Um, your children and schools, a topic of conversation today. Schools continue to be a political battleground, a battleground for criminal behavior, and a battleground for, frankly, volatility and piss-poor decision-making. We talked yesterday on what was a very well-watched and well-listened-to program. I've been told by many people that Albemarle County Public School leadership listened to yesterday's show. Um, and part of the response from county spokesman, uh, spokesman Philly G, as we've affectionately nicknamed um, Phil, his um, statement yesterday was in response to what we discussed on the program at lunchtime, Thursday, yesterday. So we'll give you the who, what, when, where, why, and then we'll relay new information to the community on the fired, charged, disgraced, and scarlet-lettered vice principal at Western Almoral High School, the 50-year-old Harold Hackney. Judah Wickhauer is our director. I'll, I'll weave him into the mix in a matter of moments. Here's the nitty-gritty. You got kids at Western, students at Crozet's um, homogenous and wealthy high school who chose to get hammered off grounds. We now know it's drinking and not, we were wondering yesterday if they were high because the word into intoxicated was used. Yeah. Now we know it was not, you know, smoking green, eating some mushrooms, some acid, whatever it may be. Instead, it's these, this small group of kids was yeah. boozing off grounds. Mm -hmm. They show up after boozing off grounds to school Folks realized that they were boozing off grounds and they were hammered, students at Western. They get sent to the assistant principal's office, Harold Hackney. Harold Hackney, um, while realizing that this group of students is hammered, makes the incredibly unfortunate decision, a decision I think he will live to regret for the rest of his life. I think we all have decisions like that in our past, decisions where we regret for the rest of our lives. This is one Harold Hackney certainly will. He decides the best course of action is to send these group, this small group of students um, home. And even more unfortunate, he allows one of the wasted, hammered students to do the driving of the group of three, the two others. So you got a group of kids who showed up to Western, a white, wealthy, homogenous high school and its socioeconomic demographic, they show up to school hammer. The vice principal, a 50-year-old, ironically an African-American male, sits the kids down in his office, realizes they're drunk, and says, you guys got to leave. I'm not going to call your parents initially. And one of you three wasted kids drive the others home. Today, Hackney is in the front page of 
and every media outlet in central Virginia, a 300,000 person market. He is facing two very serious counts, two very serious charges, causing or encouraging acts, rendering children delinquent, abused, etc. Each count is a class one misdemeanor, which carries with it a maximum jail sentence of 12 months and a possible fine of 2,500 bucks. The student who allegedly drove the other kids home will not be charged by police. How could that student be charged? There's no breathalyzer, no evidence that can, by the letter of the law, charge a kid for drunk driving. Judah Wickhauer and I wondered yesterday how the assistant principal is being charged when there's no breathalyzer or evidence that clearly these kids were drunk. We wondered yesterday if Assistant Principal Harold Hackney admitted to authorities, yes, these kids were drunk, and I still let them go. We're curious and wondering if that's enough evidence to charge the assistant principal, because there's no breathalyzer. The school system is yet again rattled. The spokesman for Almoral County Public Schools, Philly G., he tells the Daily Progress that the, student, the students are certainly subject to disciplinary procedures from the school system. I'm told that's in response to the questions we asked yesterday. That's why the statement came out. I would expect the school system to, at minimum, suspend here. Minimum suspend. I'm wondering aloud if the kid that drove the others is at a more um, a greater level of accountability from a punishment standpoint, mm -hmm. or if he gets a pass on this because an adult, an assistant principal, told him to drive. Is the young man who did the driving, I don't know if it's a man or woman, is the student who did the driving while drunk, allegedly, more at fault than the other kids who showed up to school drunk? I would say overall... Two-shot, if, if you're talking, get Judah Wickhauer in the mix. Well, welcome Judah Wickhauer to the show, the director and a, and, a, and, a, and a key contributor to the program. Do you think the driver is more at fault here, even though he was told by the assistant principal to do the driving? I would think that the driving part of it would be for the police to decide, and that uh, that's fairly immaterial to what the school is deciding to do with these kids. I don't think uh, his driving has any... I don't... I don't think they have any jurisdiction over his driving, whether or not he was driving. I, I think all the students should be treated exactly the same in terms of, hey, you shouldn't be going off campus and drinking alcohol and then coming back to school. I mean, you shouldn't be drinking alcohol at your age anyways. Devil's Advocate, but, sake of a talk show, the student that did the driving should have the, the uh, barometer of morality not to drive. And what if it's the same student that drove the kids away as the one that drove them to school? If one student drove kids wasted to school, that's the decision that student is making. I get the free pass if Assistant Principal Harold Hackney tells the student, drive, get out of here, go drive home. That's potential free pass by Hackney. If it's the same student who drove them to school, you're saying no more accountability for that one? No more ACPS punishment for the one behind the wheel doing the boozing and driving? Again, I still think that's a, that's a police decision. And it's fair. That anything that happens outside of the school, uh, the school shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be making decisions on. 
Fair no. point. Kids, the kids being at school drunk, the school sh- definitely should do something about that. But as far as as far as the driving part, I I really don't think it's it should be in the school's uh, the school's purview. Um, it's you know bad decisions all around. Uh, but I don't think the school should be ruling on that. Fair point from Judah B. Wickhauer, J-Dubs. Here's a follow-up question. To say it's been a tumultuous year for Albemarle County Public Schools is an understatement. Right? <laughs> yeah. Bus driver shortage. <laughs> we still are getting messages. You're copied on some of these from parents about their children showing up 90 minutes late to school. Yeah. And standing out and, you know, now we've got nice weather. Which yeah. Is, you know, just, a slight positive. Which is nice. Winter is over. But that, that has nothing to The school's not in charge of the weather. Exactly. So it's just bad that... Uh, it's still going on. That there were times, well, you know, like what? A week or two ago when it was, what, 30 degrees in the morning? And your kid's standing outside for an hour, hour and a half? It's pretty horrible. We got kids still 90 minutes late to school, kids still arriving 90 minutes late home, still got a bus driver shortage. Like I said yesterday, we know arrests were made, charges filed for the JV football team locker room assault. That was all over the news. The Crozet Gazette's done two pretty explosive articles on quality of life or lack thereof in Almaro County Public Schools, specifically Almaro High School. We've heard from teachers that students run the hallways and the classrooms and the bathrooms with very little accountability. We hear stories of drug use, of vaping, of nonstop cell phone use. We hear stories of folks showing up tardy or truant and no accountability for this kind of tardiness or not showing up at all. We've heard stories of fights. We've heard stories of teachers fearful for their lives. We've heard stories of teachers being berated with profanity. We have literally heard dangerous minds or lean on me, Michelle Pfeiffer and Morgan Freeman happen here on Rio Road at Albemarle High School and at some of our middle schools and elementary schools across a very wealthy county in the Commonwealth of Virginia a county who's spending $18,000 plus per student to educate people. Here's the question I have for you, viewers and listeners. Because this year was so tumultuous and volatile, so unpredictable and chaotic, do we think Harold Hackney was made an example of? Did Albemarle County Public Schools, at the end of the year, its leadership team, say we have to be tough on crime in this circumstance because if we're not tough on crime, this is going to continue to percolate into next year. Let's make an example out of this 50-year-old assistant principal. Uh, but what, do you, what do you mean about next year? I would imagine that Dr. Matthew Haas, Philly G, the superintendent's staff and cabinet, and the Almore County School Board wants to go into next year with a clean slate and a positive outlook. You'll have potentially four new faces on the Admiral County School Board. And you got a lot of headwinds that you got to navigate. 
So if they can finish the year strong, that could lead to positive momentum next year. They're heading into a collective bargaining where it seems like it's a potential reality. This collective bargaining could rally the staff and the employee base, the rank and file, for hope and, and a chance at better quality of life next year. Do you really do you think they're thinking nine months ahead? I mean, we're pretty we're very far away from next year. Do you think Harold Hackney was made an example of? Kind of, yeah. I mean, uh, it may have been their thinking that hey, we've been uh, we've kind of been in the uh, you know what for quite a bit lately. Uh, maybe we get ahead of this and fire this guy. Which I, I I don't know if they had a I don't know if they had a good option in this uh, in this case. Bill McChesney was Harold Hackney, the fifty-year-old assistant and principal, made an example of Juan Sarmiento. What do you think? What do you think, Tom Stargell, the educator, was Harold Hackney made an example out of? James Watson. What do you think? Jojo Robertson, Lonnie Murray, Johnny Ornalis, Albert Graves, Lisa Custolo, Travis Hackworth. Cully Baggett, Jamie Turner, Andre Xavier. Was this man made an example out of? Follow-up question for you. Albemarle County Public School staff, do you lose trust with leadership, Haas's cabinet, and the school board with how this was handled? Does this create more distrust or more of a lack of connection and create more dysfunction within this school system? What do you think about that? I'm hearing from multiple folks. For example, someone very close to the scenario sent me this DM yesterday. Woodbrook Elementary is close to losing 45% of its staff along with a principal. The news is scattering like wildfire at Woodbrook. This Harold Hackney news is impacting quality of life at Woodbrook wow. Elementary. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's not a good look. And I, if uh, staff is reacting that harshly to this, they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, if, uh, if the administration is, if you know administration is, gonna, is not going to take your side... Juan Sarmiento says Dr. Haas needs to resign, bottom line. Well. You buy that? Uh, I would want to know his full reasoning behind that statement before I... The total body, body of work that is school years since COVID is what I would imagine Juan Sarmiento is basing that statement on. Bill McChesney says, I'm surprised this got out. Things at Western usually fly under the radar. I suppose it's because it was a staff member, not a student, that is in trouble. And the fact that the police got brought in. Police were brought into the JV locker room, Almoral High School fiasco, and that didn't get out, not nearly as quickly as this drunk driving, intoxicated on school ground scenario did. Think about that. I, I, I really want to highlight this yeah, story the here. Drunk driving happened on, what wasn't it the 6th? Of this month, so. that Dylan's rule made that comment on Twitter. So we're now, we're now what two weeks after? This I mean, is that's, what um, that's not exactly uh, that's not exactly fast reporting. 
I'm going to get to this comment on um, Twitter from Linnell Edulino. Linnell, I'll get to your tweet here in a matter of moments. This is what Dylan's Rule said yesterday. A journalism outlet really needs to explore this date discrepancy. Something seems very odd here. Did you guys notice the dates, Dylan's Rule says on Twitter? This allegedly occurred on March 6th. The arrest occurred on March 22nd. Why does it take 16 days? Linnell also says this. Oh, Dylan's Rule is watching. Linnell says this. Western Almoral High School has a history of administrating, administering breathalyzers to students on campus. In 2011, a letter from the Rutherford Institute requested that Western Admiral High School stop requiring students to take police-run breath tests because of the conflict between the procedure and the Fourth Amendment. And then she shares a link. I'm going to retweet this. My handle is at Jerry Miller now. Follow me now if you want to see what she just said. Linnell, I mentioned your tweet live on air. Well, that's odd. Folks, please read this link. All right, I'm tweeting what she just sent. Thank you, Linnell, for this. And the school's actually followed that? She also says the school has a no breathalyzer testing policy. I did not know that. That's very valuable information. Linnell, keep the ammunition coming. They Are you a mom, Linnell? Are you, how, uh, what's the insight you have here? Uh, uh, a close observer? A mom, um, graduate of the school here. I can't get a lot from the Twitter, Twitter profile. I'm just trying to get some context on how you know this. I'm not doubting you here. Um, it's kind of like a trust and verify type of thing here. If you could offer a little more perspective on how you know, but I really appreciate your perspective and commentary. I mentioned this. What gets, why, why odd, Judah? What's on the brain over there? Well, I just looked up the Fourth Amendment uh, the Constitution through the Fourth Amendment protects people from unreasonable searches and seizures by the government. A, the school is not the government. Ah. B, B, if a student is coming into your school drunk, I, I mean, how, how is it unreasonable to give a kid a breathalyzer if you think they're drunk? It's not entrapment. It's not, I mean, you, have a, you seem to have a problem with that. What is it? I'm just, you know, off the top of my head, that's very strange. I would think that uh, if, if my kid was getting drunk and going to school, I would want the school to, to be able to give them a breathalyzer so that they can tell me that my kid is getting drunk outside of school hours and coming in. Can you... I got a lot of conversation. Dylan's rule, are you, are you logged in on, on my Twitter account over there? Always. Look at what... Uh, Dylan's rule just tweeted to me. If you, Dylan's rule just sent a tweet. Thank you, Jerry, for trying to bring awareness to this date discrepancy. And he also says this is not the first time that a Western Almoral High School assistant principal has been in the news. And he's sharing a link from Western Almoral uh, from the Daily Progress. Um, this is another assistant principal. Folks, follow me on Twitter for some fantastic um, commentary from viewers and listeners. I mentioned this live on air. 
Linnell's got more coming here. Um, she says she's a 2010 Flavana High School graduate, 2014 UVA graduate, mom of almost three under four, and she loves our show. We thank you for watching the program, and thank you for the kind words, Linnell. I appreciate you uh, putting uh, some uh, thought-provoking perspective in the Twitterverse there. Should public schools be able to breathalyze students? I'm torn on this, and you know I lean very libertarian and don't want the government in my life. But should public schools be able to breathalyze students? You say absolutely. I, I say the school's not the government. And they're not, this isn't like a surprise, like, hey, you're just driving around, you happen to have, like, a beer at the bar, you know you're not drunk, you know you're fine driving the, like, 30 yards to your house, and some cop decides to uh, give you a breathalyzer. This is school. You're saying 100% absolutely the school should be able to breathalyze the students? Until somebody gives me a, a, a very good reason why they shouldn't be allowed All right, to. viewers and listeners, I, I'm, I, have no, I have no dog in this fight here. I, I'm, I'm willing to listen to learn here. Should public schools be allowed to breathalyze students? Give us a reason why this is a terrible idea. David Butler says, should Haas be fired? Well, if you were to compare his performance to any other career field, then 100% yes, he should be fired. There you go. It's, it's hard to, and, and, and I'm trying to show empathy to Dr. Matthew Haas because he's a human being living in our community. He's a, he's a person. He has yeah. a family. He has, he is a, I think he, he genuinely means well. Yeah. yeah. This dude got into education. He's former principal, former teacher. He got into this to change people's lives. He lives in a, he shops where we shop, eats where we eat. He's a human being. This is not an athlete that's making $50 million or $25 million, right? This is a guy who lives in Alboro that runs the schools, and I'm trying to be empathetic. But there's a lot of... A lot of bad... I almost said a bad word. A lot of bad stuff has happened. A lot of bad stuff has happened. Yeah. Viewers and listeners, can someone give me a legitimate argument? John Blair, legitimate argument here? Jim Hinchley, are you watching? I would love to hear your take on this. I understand as, as an elected and your position that there's certain things you can and cannot say here, but I would love your take on this um, as, 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 as just a human being and not as a Commonwealth attorney, just as a listener of the show. Give me a legitimate reason why a breathalyzer should not be administered on school grounds by a school official. Here's another question. Is it, would you, if a kid was wasted at school, if a student was drunk at school, would you, would you have a problem if the assistant principal administered the breathalyzer, or would you want the assistant principal to call the police and have the police come with the breathalyzer? Would you want the assistant principal doing the breathalyzer, or would you want them to call the cop, the, the police officer, to come and do it? And a follow-up question to that Short staff, Charlottesville, 30% the department empty. They're already telling people to report crimes online because we don't have the staff to do it. What's the likelihood in Charlottesville City with a third of the department being empty of a police officer being able to go to a Charlottesville, to say Charlottesville High School, and give some kids a breath test when they can't report 
robbery when they can't show up for robberies or that's larcenies. A, that's a good. Uh, that's a good point about uh, about the police being being busy, uh, being too busy to drop by a school and give a kid a breathalyzer test. It's a tough one. I mean, I I guess it depends on on how official you want it to be. <clears throat> I mean, if you're if you're sincerely trying to trying to get the kids uh, charged by the police with something, then yeah, you would. I would guess that you'd have to you'd have to call them and get them to administer it. In terms of uh, in terms of school school discipline ship, uh, I would think. As long as you've got uh, someone else along with the assistant principal administering the uh, the breathalyzer test, I would say that would be fine. You know, as long as it's you know you've got two impartial people. I don't think I don't think it's a realistic procedure to have. If you want kids to get breathalyzed on school grounds, I don't think it's a realistic procedure to have the school call the police and have the police come to administer the breath test. Because in the case of Charlottesville High School, they can't even report, they, they, in the case of Charlottesville Police Department, they can't even show up for more significant crimes than this because they're so short-staffed. So the time it would take, or the, the time it would take for a police yeah. officer to come to get a breath test administered, the kid may have sobered up by then. So the breath test probably wouldn't have as legitimacy be as legit as if it was done right away. So if you're in favor of breathalyzer on school grounds, I think you almost have to be in favor that a staff, a school staff personnel would do that breath test. Yeah, I, uh, I, it, it depends on where the school wants to go with it. If they, if they really wanted to charge kids, then I would think that they would have to bring the, the police in. But uh, it, I would say, um, I would say, administering the tests yourself, and not involving, you know, not involving the police, or or maybe just saying, look, we're going to administer a test. If it comes up positive, we're calling your parents and we're letting the police know. Chad Wood says, then you would have to train the staff to administer a breath test, and that would take resources and dollars for the training. That's a fair point. Is it, is it really that complicated, the system? And then he says this, you can then um, refuse a breath test like you do with the DUI. Like, if you get popped for a DUI and you refuse the breath test... They can take you in. You can get a refusal charge, and the refusal charge can carry potentially a more significant weight than the DUI itself. Hmm. From a... Um, I don't want to get too much in the weeds here because I don't want to speak out of turn. Tom yeah, Stargell says, and we're also talking about we're also talking about uh, involving the police. I would think that if the school was administering them th- themselves, it wouldn't be in a uh, it wouldn't be in an official like police capacity. It would just be in a hey, uh, you just came walking back into the into the halls of our school, seemingly drunk. We want to uh, you know, we we want to confirm this or uh, or you know, see if it's true or not. And in that case, I think it would be less, uh, you know, it's, it's less, what's the word I'm looking for? It's less official and more just for our own knowledge. Like, hey, we gave the test. I'm giving your parents a call. 
letting them know that we uh, we took this test and it showed up positive for alcohol. Uh, whether the school decides to do anything with that or not, uh, at least they have a procedure in place for, like, this is what we do when a kid comes into the school acting drunk. You give them the test, you call the parents, ask the parents what they want to do about their kid getting home because they can't stay here. And then this guy would have been off the hook because he wouldn't be telling kids to go driving around supposedly, possibly, maybe drunk. If you follow me on Twitter right now, Linnell and Dylan's rule are sharing multiple media accounts of a former assistant principal at Western Almoral High School who got in trouble with the law, including an article from Vice. Jesus. I'll read this. Um, my handle is at Jerry Miller now on Twitter. Um, a lot of comments coming in here. Johnny Ornalis, who's the husband of an educator says there are more teenagers using marijuana in school and they don't do drug tests. You think they're going to use a breathalyzer? He's trying to put things in perspective for us there. Travis Hackworth in Danville says public schools often do not have the right to administer the tests unless students have signed a contract to participate in a sport or extracurricular activity. The ACLU has in the past supported schools doing so, especially private, but just because the testing is allowed does not make it appropriate. The issue raised on constitutionality is that testing gives schools authority over students that extends far beyond the confines of the classroom. And Travis Hackworth also adds this, per a Per a PADUI, an underage drinking lawyer, the police can force no one to take a breathalyzer test if there is no probable cause to believe that alcohol has been consumed. Now, if just the school was administering the breathalyzer, also known as a portable breath test or PBT, with no police involvement, the right to compel the kids to take them becomes vaguer. Bill McChesney says bus drivers have to pee in a cup periodically. Is that fair? Of course it is. You don't want a belligerent drunkard driving your kids around. I wouldn't want a drunk kid around my kid. Yeah. Jojo Robertson makes this comment. Jojo, it's a good one. This situation could have ended so much worse. If Harold Hackney had allowed the student, he allowed the student to drive his friends or her friends, while they were drunk. If that drunk student had then got in an accident and injured the students, or his or herself, or even worse, potentially, innocent bystanders, this situation is way effing worse. Way effing worse. That's the point she said. What if the student that was driving got in, in an accident and someone was killed? Someone could have lost their life. This situation could have been way, way worse. So I'm going to go back, and since we've been talking about breathalyzer tests and whether or not they're, they can be used by the school, I've got to go ahead and say that uh, this guy should not be in any way responsible for any of that. Because, yes, if you could prove that the kids were drunk, then 
what he did was incredibly, incredibly foolish. Walk me through but that again. I didn't follow. I didn't follow that. Walk if, me through that. If you're not allowed to prove that the kids are actually drunk, by any means, net, by any means, by a breathalyzer. You're saying the schools can't. We know now the schools can't do breathalyzer. Yeah. So there is literally no way that this guy could have known whether or not they were. They they could have been acting foolishly and seemed drunk. They could have been drunk off their minds. They could have been. Who knows? The fact of the matter is, since there was no way the school could prove that they were drunk, there's no way this vice principal could have known whether or not they were drunk. And so I don't see how he is at all responsible for anything that might happen if they leave the school and go driving somewhere. There you go. Does Harold Hackney have a wrongful termination lawsuit? That's why I asked the question. Yeah. I mean, Does Harold Hackney, the 50-year-old assistant principal, have a wrongful termination lawsuit? The, the overall consensus seems to be that the school can't give students breathalyzer tests, whether, whether it's officially at, you know, as a, uh, you know, something that they would pass along to the police or unofficially as just a way of finding out if a kid is going into. And somebody mentioned earlier, somebody mentioned the fact of... Uh, of uh, something to do with students in the classroom and whether or not you had uh, uh, whether or not you had you could control what they're doing outside of the classroom and I would think a kid walking into a classroom drunk falls under the uh, under the heading of what a school should be able to control uh, but if uh, if the consensus is that the school can't prove in any way that a, that a child is drunk then I don't see how they would be responsible for anything they do while supposedly drunk if you told them to leave or asked them to not be here. In fact, most of the case against this guy seems to be circumstantial based on his own... I want to know the based legitimate... Based on his own admittance. I want to know the evidence that the police have to charge this guy with two counts of breaking the law. Is it him saying, I knew they were drunk and I let them drive? Right. Is it strictly his statement? And as Judah indicated, this guy should have probably met with a lawyer before talking with the police if it's his statement that is getting him in this legal problem. Yeah. Can they you, have no breathalyzer here. Can you really go to jail or be charged money based on a statement that you made that has no way to, to be proven True or false? If there's a dead person and you say, I killed this dead person. They would still... Look for evidence to justify you saying you killed that dead person. Yeah, because there are people that, strangely that, enough, come forward and, and admit to committing crimes that they didn't commit. How the hell is this man <laughs> charged with, two, with these two counts? It's... How, what does the police have to charge this guy? Very odd. Is Harold Hackney becoming the sympathetic scapegoat? It seems that way. Is 50-year-old, is 50-year-old fired, charged, and disgraced assistant principal Harold Hackney now the sympathetic scapegoat? We should have him on the show. Harold yeah. Hackney, come Get on the program. The story. You are welcome on the show, Harold Hackney. Does Harold Hackney have a wrongful termination lawsuit? This wrongful termination lawsuit's a hell of a lot more legitimate, in my opinion, than Dr. Rashal Brackney's wrongful termination lawsuit.
Yeah. Do we, do we, John Blair says this on, on LinkedIn, Johnny, Johnny B, JB, he says, I want to push back Jerry and Judah on using this individual to make an example. Let me ask this, what would the response be if Mr. Hackney was not fired and these facts came to light? And John Blair also says, Jerry, there's a lower constitutional standard for a school to search a student than the police to search an adult. The school does not need probable cause to search the student. Right. However, the school does need reasonable grounds for the search, and the search needs to be related to those grounds. However, I don't think a school can simply administer breathalyzers to a student without any suspicion. He's an attorney. Yes, but we're not talking about without suspicion. We're talking about, like in this case, clearly more than one person thought these kids were drunk because somebody reported the vice principal. Well, somebody sent the kids to the vice principal, and then somebody reported the vice principal for letting them go. Yeah. Did the vice principal, according to the Daily Progress article, get ratted out twice? Because it said in the Daily Progress article that the principal, Harold Hackney's boss, ended up calling the human resources office about this. Because but it also said in that article that another employee ratted out Hackney. Snitches get stitches, Crozet. Well, that's the, person that, that's the person that told the, the principal. Whoever ratted them out told the principal, and that's when the principal called... Oh, the, you think the first rat ratted to the principal, the and then the principal ratted to human resources. Yeah. Okay. The first person that, uh, the, the whole reason why this guy is... So who's, who's, who's Hackney sending to, uh, who's Hackney sending uh, Big Jim with the crowbar house to break some kneecaps? Strictly the principal or the other rat? I'd find out who the other rat was and okay. I'd go break his kneecaps. Hackney is sending Big Jim and the crowbar to the other rat <laughs> to do some kneecap breaking. This, yeah. Is Harold Hackney the sympathetic scapegoat? Ladies and gentlemen, Mark McKinney watching the program, lives in Crozet, kids in Western Almaro schools. This also becomes a liability aspect. Law enforcement are required to take it to custody a minor in possession of alcohol and release them to a guardian. If a police officer lets the kid go and then the kid kills someone, the police are actually liable. I, I do think, not I think the answer is ACPS administering breath tests, however. I think ACPS policy needs to hold the student and release to notify ACPD and the parents. He also says, also, ACPS staff probably fall under the state's mandatory reporter, which spells out the legal responsibility to report to prevent any future harm to children. Does this incident meet the criteria for mandatory reporting? That's a damn good question. Mm. Mandatory reporting came up in the JV locker room thing. Yeah, because remember in the JV locker room, I can I don't have to use alleged anymore with that, because we know the police charged kids, yeah. and the JV locker room assault. I don't have to use alleged anymore. I mean, remember we were saying you and other people have seen the video. I'm not sure why we would be saying allegedly either. That's what I thought. I mean, I was basing everything what I was saying on seeing the video. I've never. That's seen why it. everybody was saying is like Jerry's taking this out of proportion. I saw the video. I've never seen it, so I can still say allegedly. But. I, w I would not want anyone to be the person in that video and then have it shared with everyone in the school. But what came up with that JV locker room thing was if any teacher saw it and didn't report it, yeah. that they were in some serious hot water. And yeah. that's, what this, that's what Mark is saying, the mandatory reporting. Right. 
I'm still not sure about all that. Um, yeah, McChesney says, where's the proof? And he's also got a word, some words of wisdom to the wasted students. He said, in high school, in my day, when I went out day drinking, I sure as hell didn't go back to school. <laughs> Seriously. Western Admiral students, you got wasted and you chose to go to school. <laughs> the stupidest is, thing you ever is, did was getting wasted and choosing the, to go that, to school. You were idiots. Is that the real story here? Yeah, what? The moronic <laughs> the, the choice? The are too stupid to get drunk and go do something fun. Do, do what I did. You go to your, your friend's basement. <laughs> like, who gets wasted and goes to school? Seriously. Harold Hackney, get a lawyer. We've, we've finally gotten to the, the real heart of, of yeah. this. <laughs> the true travesty. Yeah. The true travesty. Harold Hackney, get a uh, labor lawyer of some kind. Definitely. I would at least have a conversation about wrongful termination. Yeah. Worst case scenario, it's going to cost you about an hour of an attorney's time to see if you have a legitimate case. You may just get a payday for, for, for keeping this out of courts. ACPS saying, let's just give this guy some money. Maybe you get a couple years salary. Mm. But the reality with this all over the internet, like it is, this is going to follow you for a long time should you choose to pursue future professional opportunities in public education. You're going to have to answer for this. And what, whether you want to admit this now, I'm sure you've probably already thought about this, Mr. Hackney, your digital brand is in a little bit of trouble right now with this kind of media reporting that's out there. And if mm -hmm. ACPS handled this poorly, and I'm no lawyer, and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, but if ACPS handled this poorly and you got wrongful termination, what kind of lawsuit does he have for having his personal brand disgraced and his professional brand disgraced? What do you think, viewers and listeners? Albert Graves says, I thought underage drivers could only have so many passengers in their car. And isn't, it, isn't underage drinking against the law? That's, underage drinking is against the law. What's the law of how many kids they can have in the car when they're underage? There, there, I think there is a limit when you just get your license of how many kids you can have in your car when you're driving. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure I think, I think he's right. Too, right? Is, that, is that over the limit for... A 16-year-old? That can't be. What? He, driver other, and then two, two passengers? Kids? That's a great question. I mean, certainly underage drinking is against the law. My sister had my dad's... What, did, what was it? It was a... My dad had a Cadillac Seville. He loved that car. Janice Boyce Trevilian says they can only have family members in the car when driving. Is that true? That can't be. Because, are you sure, JBT? I'm not doubting you, JBT. You say all true? the kids that are driving their friends to school are... Is it when they're six? Obviously, I have, I have a five-year-old and a, and a December, January, February, March, and a four-month-old. Four months and three days. He's four months and three days. Love, love that little boy. We've called, we call him Mr. Smiles because he gives us such good smiles. Um, what is the law for driving? Ooh, get us, we got uh, Albert Graves says Google it, Judah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so let's fun. see. Oh, that was funny. Um, Scotty uh, Aaronworth, the criminal attorney, is watching. He says, first offense refusal does not carry jail time. It's a civil offense. 
but it does carry a mandatory 12-month license suspension without the possibility of getting a restricted license. Wow. Virginia DMV, teen driving restrictions. If you're under 18, you can only have one passenger under the age of 21 unless accompanied by a licensed parent or other adult acting in place of a parent in the front passenger seat. I think it means the person who's accompanying you has to be in the front passenger seat, not the, uh, the other underage passenger. <laughs> so we just learned something. But what, what is it again there? How many kids are going to school doing that? I, it's in, just not enforced. Yeah. It's not enforced. I mean, it can't be. It's, we we talked about this the other day. It's okay to, it's, 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 you can't speed on the interstate, can't go over 80, but if you go up to 79.9 miles an hour, you're not going to get a ticket. You and can't booze uh, on the sidewalk out of a 40 in a glass bottle. But if you put that 40 in that glass bottle in a paper bag, you can booze no problem. Yeehaw. You can't drive your homies around in the car if you're a teenager. But maybe you can. Really what we're saying is you can do all those things as long as you don't get caught. Pretty much. That's pretty much. Or, or either not get caught or have a police officer choose not to enforce it. Uh, here's some more to it though Virginia rules where was it uh, uh, and a viewer of this fine and fair talk show just sent me a message that um, he has a uh, family member that got popped for that having too many kids in a car that it does happen hmm. uh, it says something about uh after you've held your license for one year until the age of 18, you may carry up to three passengers when you are driving to or from a school. Let me see if I can find school. Chad Wood. Chad Wood, you've been on fire lately. This is, this is Chad Wood responding to Bill McChesney. He says, everyone, viewers and listeners, Jerry and Judah, who gets drunk and goes to school? Entitled kids that know someone else will be blamed. No doubt. There you go. There you go, Chad Wood. Maybe there's the bigger problem. Not the bigger problem is these kids got wasted and chose to go to school. As these kids maybe got wasted, chose to go to school, and realized that nothing was going to happen to them, that they were impervious and above the law, and they were Teflon. Do these kids know, oh, we're Teflon. We're above the law. Ain't nothing going to happen to us. And if we go to school, we'll probably get somebody fired. Let's do it. Obviously, that's a bit tongue-in-cheek and hyperbole right there. But to Chad Wood's point, entitled kids who do not get popped by Johnny Law are the ones who get hammered and go to school. Well said, period, enter, sent to Chad Wood on one of the 15, 15 Facebook pages the show is airing on. What are you researching over there? we got to go to the next topic, too. Uh, nothing. It didn't turn out to, It didn't really pan out. Bill McChesney says, good one, Chad. Show's on fire right now. Oh, Albert Graves has got a good question. You guys haven't even asked this one. Who supplied the alcohol? We haven't asked that question. Dude. I don't don't know how relevant it is. I mean, it's it's a good question. Who supplied the alcohol? Whoever supplied the alcohol to these kids got a man fired. Well, per the... Indirectly. Per the previous comment, 
if these are entitled kids, entitled rich kids, it's. I, I mean, it it could be it could be from their home. They could have they could have gone home and gotten it. There's there's no uh, there's no indication that they like went to a bar or uh, a Kroger. I mean, when I when I was buying booze, I was when I was buying booze when I was in high school, I was shoulder tapping. You know the shoulder tap. Hey, buddy, can see you buy somebody? Me some- you gotta you gotta <laughs> size somebody up. Stop somebody you going. See into somebody 7-11. going out. You generally go into like a convenience store or or one of the grocery stores on the lower end of the socioeconomic ladder. And then you have to size someone up immediately as they Parents were coming cover out. cover your kids' ears. They is do not need to know this stuff yet. Is this guy likely to respond well to me asking him to buy a case of Natty Light and offer Man. a $5 tip? You got to size it up real quick. That's how I learned to size up some people. This guy's walking out of the grocery store. He's got organic yogurt. He's got granola. He's got kiwi and a little bit of almond milk. He's not going to buy me Natty Light for a $5 tip. Oh, another guy's walking out. Another guy's walking out. He will tell you about the joys of being a vegan. Another guy's walking out. Oh, this, what's this guy got? This guy's got a six-pack of Zima, I think, in that bag. Is that a, oh, that's a 40 of Old English. Sprint to the guy who's got the OE. Hey, dude, give me a case of Natty. I'll give you a $5 tip. Done. That's how I got it. Shoulder tapping. Shoulder tapping. Oh, where do we go from here? Dylan's rule says something else that adds a wrinkle to this. Western Admiral High School, per state demographics of students. This is a state website. This is on Twitter. Western Admiral High School is only 1.3% black. Okay. That adds a wrinkle to this. Does it? I think it does. I mean, is is that go towards it being a white, a white wealthy rich? homogenous high school? I still don't know what that. Oh, is the African American assistant principal canned, made an example of, scapegoated, scarlet lettered, fired, and charged. Yeah. Could be at the at the parents' insistence after. Uh, this is a freaking mess. This is a mess. Yeah. This is a microcosm of a much larger issue within ACPS. No doubt. When is the community, and, and does the community start saying, Dr. Haas, what are you doing? It's time to, time to, time to peace out. Right? Let's get to Mary McIntyre's tweet. Can you screenshot that tweet and put it on screen? Uh, I sent you the link. If you're logged in as me and you go to Twitter on my account over there and just search Mary McIntyre. She's actually right in the feed, so. And scroll down to the second. Is this the I was a little surprised? No, 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 no. I want the third tweet in this thread where she says, today around 530, I got a text from a friend. That one, where she's showing the transcription of a robocall. This is, this is not a good situation either. 
I'm glad you bring this to the Twitterverse, Mary. I, I, this leaves a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth, what's happening here. So you see if you can get screenshots. Get screenshots of the, the first tweet, if you could, that started you the thread. You say it starts with, today I got a text? Yeah, that one. Today around 5.30 I got a text. Screenshot that one. And if you could screenshot, please. I'm not, I'm not seeing that one. Right here. Dark. Is it in that same thread as the first one? Yeah, it's a Twitter thread. That's why I'm missing it, because it was hidden in there. They go under each other in okay. thread form. Sorry. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Okay, I apologize. Clearly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God. All right. Um, she, this is what she's doing. So first, let me set the stage. She's a, a literacy specialist. She's a teacher, ACPS, literacy specialist. She's the vice president of the Almoro Education Association. I'm going to throw this wrinkle in there. Mary, you, I have a lot of respect for her. She's a stakeholder and a force of positive momentum for Almoro County teachers and staff. I sincerely mean that. She's a badass, dude. She goes to the meetings, like all of them. She live tweets them. She does the work. She does the work. You may not like me saying this, but I got to say this because I think it adds a little context too. She ran for school board, Mary did. She lost to Katrina Carlson. So there's history here. She ran for school board and lost to Carlson. There's history here. Carlson is now the chairwoman of the school board. She came on this talk show a few Fridays ago. She's running for delegate. Sally Hudson, old spot. Katrina Carlson is. She's, a, she's an attorney for Charlottesville City, too. All right, I've got that tweet. So Mary McIntyre, 15 hours ago, sends a thread on Twitter. She's very active on Twitter. That's where she does most of her content creation. I read a lot of her content. In fact, I read just about all of it, uh, Mary. She says, 15 hours ago, I was a little surprised to get a letter from the school board. You can put it on screen. Put these tweets on screen. Rotate them in. I'll read what the tweets say. 15 hours ago, Mary said, I was a little surprised to get a letter from the school board chair, Katrina Colson, after my public comment at a school board meeting recently. Especially since in six years of giving public comments, no board chair has sent me a letter. But then I found out everyone else got one too. She says, that's fine, I guess. It's probably not the worth the time and the 60 cents it costs AC, cost ACPS to mail all those letters out, but maybe this is a new thing they are doing. Honestly, replying to us in the actual meetings would not cost nothing and be more sincere, but I digress. Then Mary does another tweet, and she says, today around 5.30 p.m., I got a text from a friend saying she got a robocall from ACPS. But this robocall was really Katrina Carlson inviting folks to a town hall. My phone rang. It was ACPS. I let it go to voicemail so I'd have the transcript and recording of it. Here's the transcript of the ro robocall. Good evening. This is Katrina Carlson, the Rio District Representative and Chair for the Admiral County School Board. I'd love to invite you to join me this Tuesday, March 28th at 5.30 p.m., for a town hall at KTEC where we can talk about what's going well with your students' educational experience and what things might need some improvement. I look forward to being able to hear directly from our families and students and hope to see you there. 
Mary McIntyre, in very straightforward fashion on Twitter, is basically saying Katrina Coulson is using Almaro County Public School resources to drive awareness and engagement for her political campaign. And Mary McIntyre, a literacy specialist, the vice president of the Almaro Education Association, someone who lost to Katrina Coulson in years past for a school board race, is, causing the, is calling this a conflict of interest. She is saying the school board chair, Katrina Coulson, is using ACPS resources, not for genuine reasons, not for town hall to get feedback on stuff that's happening in the community. Instead, she's using it to build awareness for her campaign for delegate. Judah Wickhauer, what do you make of this? Um, Dude, this is like... Again, it just seems like a lot... It's like of, the young and the restless, man. A lot of bad decisions going on. It's and, like the young I, and the restless. And I'm not... Uh, Where's I, Victor? Where's Cricket? Where's Jack? I would need, I would need someone to, uh, to weigh in on, on this because I'm, a, I'm unclear on... I, I get what she's saying. I get the point that you're making... It's on Katrina Coulson's campaign website, this meeting. Yeah. On her campaign website for delegate, she's promoting this town hall, but the town hall was set up under the guise of getting feedback from people about school issues. And she's sending, and she's sending invitations via, via school stationery. And utilizing robocall tactics via school infrastructure. Yeah. Where's Jack Abbott? Where's Victor Newman? Where's my girl Cricket? Where's, where's the whole cast of Young and the Restless? I'm a, I feel like I'm watching As the World Turns right now. You know entirely too much about I love soap operas. Wow. I spent an entire summer with my grandfather in Hampton, Virginia. As my parents, my mom and dad, they rode bicycles from Naples, Florida to Hampton, Virginia. It took him the large chunk of a summer. So my brother, I was a rising third grader and he was a rising second grader. We spent the summer with my grandma and my granddad and every single day at 1230, we watched Young and the Restless. What if my first crushes as a schoolboy was Cricket from Young and the Restless? She was a beautiful lady. Cricket? I'd have to look her up. Cricket's a pretty lady. Google Cricket, Young and the Restless. I'm doing it right now. Cricket, Young and the Restless, images. She's a pretty lady. Especially for rising third grade Jerry. Look at those luscious blonde locks. Do you think... I'm looking for a picture of her when she's younger because the top few are... uh, What are you, an ageist? Sound like an ageist over there. Ageist? Well, she wasn't 45 or whatever when you were watching her, was she? No, I think she was younger then. I think she's older than 45 An older version of her doesn't give me an idea of what you were... uh... Okay. We we digress. We digress. (laughs) We certainly do. Was that a use? Was that a conflict of interest? It sounds like it. It sounds like it. But Sounds I, like but it. I honestly don't know enough to be like casting aspersions on a uh, on a candidate for you're a vote. Well, Mary McIntyre certainly doing that. Yeah, but you've given reasons, some reasons why she may want to. 
Yeah. Eh, I don't think Mary's still holding a grudge for losing to Katrina for school I don't board. Think, I don't think she is either. I think her biggest grudge is this collective bargaining and how piss poorly the school boards handled it. And Coulson's the chairwoman. I think that's Mary's primary grudge here. She's been busting her hump for a couple of years, if not longer, to get collective bargaining to be a reality. And the school board has been a barrier to collective bargaining. I think that's her primary grudge. I don't think the grudge anymore is that she lost to Coulson years ago. That's fair, but you did point it out yourself. Well, I mean, I think it adds to the (laughs) storyline. I think it certainly adds to the script. Yeah. Does it not add to the script? Yes, and that's why I'm saying that uh, I would need someone... the script juicy. I would need someone... Uh, with the authority to make the assertion that she's doing something wrong. I love Bold and the Beautiful, Kevin Higgins. Before I start running around doing so myself. I love Bold and the Beautiful. I, what do you think, viewers and listeners? It's going viral on Twitter. I thought we were talking about Young and the Restless. It's, it's literally going viral on Twitter. This, this thread has been seen by nearly 8,000 people so far. It's been retweeted 11 times, quote-tweeted three times. It's, it's literally going viral right now. Matthew Gillikin's got his hands on it, and God knows what he's going to do with it. He's putting it all out there. He's not a fan of Coulson. He's got all of Socialist Charlottesville riled up. Is it a conflict of interest? Can a chairwoman of a school board use a robocall and a mailing list, an internal mailing list, to host a town hall. But the town hall seems to be an event for campaign visibility. Or do you just say, this is a town hall meeting. I'm trying to learn what the people want. I'm still the chair of the school board. Ah, it's certainly in the gray area. Jojo Robertson says, I don't know how the heck she thought she could get away with using public school resources to promote her campaign event. This is crazy. I don't, it's, it's kind of gray area. I'm, we hear about some pretty nuts so stuff, though, don't we? I mean, we hear about certain people handing out... Uh, what, $25 gift cards to have them come and speak in? Oh, you throwing shade at the ma- former mayor right there, ain't you? I mean, I'm just saying you're that... You're throwing shade at the mayor. I'm just saying that... Uh, Nakia Walker paid people $25 in gift cards to speak during city council meetings. Yeah, we've heard some... What the hell? We've, it, I think it has to be said that some of the... Uh, some of the people in our local government are not quite ready for the, the, uh, the big times, the big leagues. <laughs> Is this the big leagues? It's Almoral County local no, government? No, I'm saying the it's definitely leagues? not. Oh. I did stay for bold and the beautiful Kevin Higgins. Love you, King of Greenwood. Oh. It's, getting, uh, it's getting down and dirty. This election, you got the primary in June, right around the corner. This doesn't have to wait till November. Brown, Coulson, and Norris in the boxing ring, in the octagon. Norris's go-to move Speaking is the cross-leg neck cracker. 
<laughs> Bellamy Brown's go-to move is the flying elbow drop. This I got to see. And Katrina Coulson's go-to move is the, the karate kick in the, in the chest. Who wins that octagon brouhaha? Coulson, Brown, or Norris? Steel cage match, baby. Steel cage match, baby. Speaking of which, I've seen, uh, I've seen some, uh, some of Bellamy Brown's signs around I saw town. Bellamy's sign this morning. I got to say I like him. Good job, Bellamy. You did a good job with yeah. those signs, dude. Definitely. He's got, uh, he's got his, his picture on there. He's wearing a UVA hat. He did it. I, like, I saw your sign today, Bell. Good job. Yeah. Liked it, Bellamy. Is, is my man Bell? Is B Squared watching? B Squared, you watching? I, I called him Charlottesville's most eligible bachelor. And Judah took offense. He said, that's my, that's my brand. I said, Bellamy Brown, you're Charlottesville's most eligible bachelor. And Judah goes, lies. no, you are not. All no, lies. you are not. That's me. That's, you didn't say that. <laughs> you definitely didn't say that. And I think our viewers know that. Um, all right, that's the talk show. We hope you enjoyed it. We, we did the best we could with what we had. <laughs> Literally, we did the best we could with what we had. This is the I Love Sevo show where we uh, entertain, we enlighten, and we educate. <laughs> Kevin Higgins said invites to the cage match will be through the Almoral County Public School robocall system. <laughs> oh, dear. It probably would be, though. Uh, Bill McChesney says he has a Bellamy Brown sign in his front yard. Uh, Marquise Johnson says, Judah, just say Walker did it. Don't sugarcoat it, then make Jerry say it. And then he said, P-U-S-S-Y move, Judah. Uh, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't trying to keep her name out of it. I was just uh, trying to make it uh, a generic comment about the kind of crap that goes on in uh, our local government, so... Marquise, good to see you. Uh, Vanessa Parkhill says, I think it's okay for Colson to have the town hall. However, if it's to support her efforts on school board, the event probably shouldn't be advertised on her House of Delegates campaign page. 100%. I mean, I, I, I see it advertised on her campaign website. You can't do that. Weekend plans, most eligible bachelor in the Charlottesville area. That's you. Uh, oh, I am the, el- the most eligible. What's that? Uh, nothing. Come again? Um, I don't know. Uh, after, after that uh, uh, visit from the owners of uh, Southern Revere. Oh, you're going to go? I'm seriously thinking about it. The beer was good. Yeah, the beer was great. Uh, place looks awesome. It's uh, just a hop, skip, and a jump away in Louisa. Yeah. There you go. I'd love to stop by there. That's legit. Bring Liza. Yeah. Um, on Today in Manana, the show that the Erpies do, presented by Emergent Financial Services, that shows Thursdays at 10.15 a.m. on the I Love Seville Network. We um, featured, or the Erpies featured, the local business Southern Revere. Yeah. They the- brew beer and make wine in Louisa. Yeah. And they gave us some of their beers to try. They were damn good. Oh, yeah. The IPA was excellent. I had it yesterday. I didn't have the IPA, but uh, I did try that Michelada they made. And I've got a can that I need to bring home. Oh. And uh, it was good. 
It's very low in alcohol. I, I may have to add some of my own, but uh, make it a uh, make a lot of and tequila. But it was delicious. Chad Wood, Chad Wood is making me laugh today. Chad Wood says, "Let's all get hammered and go to Jerry's friend's basement right now." Okay. We do that instead of going to school. Western Admiral students, let's get drunk and go to school. Fucking morons. Morons. Yeah. That's the show. Take care, guys. Have a good weekend.